passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. What's up, family? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league from the MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 b l e a v 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts who's a proud sponsor of the boss man show on your radio Back on the Boss Man Show, friend of the show, Jarvis Hayes, Georgia State Panther assistant coach, doing big things over there, over there at the sports arena, going, going down to the conversation center real soon over there. I see what y'all doing. Y'all brothers can build some over there, my guy. How you, how you doing, brother? Good to talk to you again. Boss Man, I'm good, man. If I was any better, I had to claim to be somebody else, or better yet, I had to claim to be you if I was doing any better. Um, I hear that, you know, man. It's, hey. exciting. it's exciting. I hear that. Hey, you just had a birthday, my guy. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm not, not going to say your age on, on the air, but uh, how was you know that birthday, man? 41. 41. 41 <laughs> is my age, man. I'm, I'm proud of my age. Like I, I tell you the truth, though. Speaking of my age, I had a real crisis when I turned 30. You know, the 20s, I was uh, had, I had a lot of fun in my 20s, so it was hard going into my 30s. But uh, ever since I've had kids and, you know, they, they say, like, age is like fine wine, baby. You know, so, like, I, I'm cherishing everyone I get from here on out. Yeah, I might be behind you. I'm, I'm, I'm not that far behind you. I got a few more years, and I'll be where you at, Lord you willing, go. you know. So there you go. There you <laughs> go. Like my mom said, the Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, man, 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 ask his brother. You know, uh, you stay on with people with Jonas, of course. Uh, you know, talk about the foundation that was built in this program, Coach Lanier and Cliff, and those guys. Uh, and now yeah. with your brother coming in, picking up on that way where they left off. 
you know, for one, like, like, like and you, you mentioned it, Coach Rob Lanier, um, like the things that we was able to continue here at Georgia State, you know, behind, coming behind Ron Hunter, who I think other than Lefty Giselle, Ron Hunter really uncracked the code of how to be successful here at Georgia State. And, and Rob Lanier and, and, and the staff, we had a great staff and Chris Kreider and, uh, and Cliff Warren up under Rob Lanier. It was, it was a great experience for me being, it was my first D1 coaching experience and 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 obviously being under a guy with the pedigree and the success that he's had other places the guys that he's coached for the players that he's coached and developed so um like I said I tell people all the time especially now the fact that I have the opportunity to continue here at Georgia State under under Jonas my twin you know I must have did something in my previous life to have this much favor this early in my uh coaching career so um it's it's, it's been a blessing man and um Obviously, to be with my twin brother here in the city that we was born and raised in, it's, um makes it even sweeter. I hear that, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been watching you guys. I was a young dude over going over there to Mays High School, so I know about it. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, so yeah, so I've been there watching you, you all for for years, man. So I'm so happy to see you all, and I feel like Georgia State's been a good place for you know for being good to me around Hunter and Rob Lanier, and now with your brother, man. So a true ATL experience right there, man. And talk about that, man. Now, how is it technically having your brother as your boss when you're five minutes old, old, older than brother? <laughs> well, you know, no, in in this profession, boss man, I'm be honest with you. Um, like you can go back to our senior year in high school, and our high school coach Jesse Bonner, who um just retired from Kennesaw Mountain a couple of years ago, he coached us in high school, like. Jonas, Jonas and I, obviously it was it was Jonas's idea, but we we did scouting reports of our opponents in high school. Gotcha. So the coach has always been in him. And, and and the fact that he's been so good at it for so long, and I'm including the year when we played in high school, uh during the state tournament where he he we would watch film and he would create the scouting report of our opponents. Um, it's easy to follow behind his lead because he's a natural at it. You know, I never, I never thought I would be a coach, and, and and obviously Jonas saw something in me. He always said, even when I was playing, that I was eventually was going to coach, and I was like, nah, 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 nah I'm not going to do it. But here I am, and you know, so like, my boss is my twin, but I respect him immensely, and 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 like I say, in, inside the office, I try not to to make it so much of a twin thing because I I, I respect the seat. That he's sitting in. I obviously respect the person that he is and, and, and the leader that he is, the leader of men of that he is. But 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 for me, it's easy, boss man, because the seat that he occupies, you know, it's, it's a, that's a that's a very tough seat that he's ready for. And and it's something that I respect immensely. No doubt, no doubt. And for you, man, uh you're, you're staying right home in Atlanta. So how about recruiting Atlanta? Because I feel like you gotta have a certain kind of swagger to recruit our city. You know, yeah. you just can't come in here just showing up. You got to know people, have connections, relationships, and bonds. That's something you and Jonas have from day one. Talk about how you could be able to, Georgia State's going to be that school that people actually help, because everybody can't get in tech, but Georgia State can get you in there, and you can still get seen, because if you can play, they'll find you. Yeah, that's right. Man, I think you hit the head on the nail. I mean, you hit the the nail right on the head when you uh, mentioned the word relationships. Um, Georgia's a unique place. It's it's, It's situated in a unique part of the country to where Relationships are key, you know, and 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 I'm a, I'm gonna make this term because I I love what I do, but I necessarily don't like recruiting per se. I like building relationships, and when you when you build relationships, then you're never gonna have to feel like you're recruiting a kid because if you if you think about it, most schools at whatever level, high major, mid major, division one, division two, 
those schools are going to, you know, recruit themselves. Like they're going to, they offer what they offer. Like when you sitting, when you, when you're talking to a parent and you're trying to convince a parent that this place is best for your son, then you're recruiting, you're basically building a relationship and Hey, can this parent trust me with their kid for the next three to four years? And, and, and so, yeah, we, we call it recruiting, but I like to term it building relationships because, you know, it's, it's the relationships that are a hell of a lot more lasting than recruiting a kid for three or four years. That that's, that's seems transactional to me and building relationships goes beyond the years that you're physically enabled, physically coached them the time that they're at your institution. And it's funny you say that because, you know, I'm only child. So my father was a coach. He tells me all the time. You're my biological son. I got over 10,000 sons. You're not my only son. And on Father's Day, he's he's getting blown up and people sending him gifts. I'm like, man, hey, they did they, more than I did. I'm just, I'm just dadgum yeah. son. <laughs> but it's, it's the impact that he, that he had on him. There you go. And you know, that's, 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 that's super important, especially for me, man. And and I get a lot of my cadences and, and, and Jonas and I get both of our cadences from my father. He was a big relationship person. And, you know, if you, if you, you're, you're never recruit anybody if you build a relationship. Like that's the key. Then you won't get everybody, you know, like it's, 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 you know, obviously you still got to nail down the deal and get the kid in, in, into your school. But, you know, like having a relationship with a kid and building a relationship with a kid and his family and his surroundings is a heck of a lot easier than trying to recruit that kid and convince that kid that your institution is better than the next. Cause they're all great. It's, 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 it's a blessing to receive a scholarship offer from any school at any level. So like what's going to make you different than another great school. And to me, it's the relationship that you can have with that kid. Cause it's inevitably going to get tough for everybody. And when it get tough, who are you playing for? Someone that you can trust or someone that made the whole recruiting process transactional. You got there right, my brother. Let me ask you this, man. Now I'd ask coaches to coaches this question. For fans who don't understand it, what does a D1 assistant coach do on a day-to-day besides just the on-court stuff? Oh, man, it's a, it's a lot. And and, and you know, it's funny that you're asking me that because uh, Jonas is, is now a head coach, and we actually had a team meeting on yesterday. You know, he's very hands-on. Like, when he was an assistant coach, he kept a lot of things off of his head coach's plate by him being the type of go-getter that he is. And with Jonas sliding over just one seat, you know, he's going to have to allow us to be, for him, what he was for every head coach that he played for. So it's, it's, a, it's a lot of responsibilities. Um, not only, like, like when, I, when, you, when you break down the definition of a coach, yes, our job is to win games and coach basketball. But the role of a coach is a developer of men. So it's the example that you it's the example that you have on in your daily walk. What are the kids seeing? What are the, what are your influence other than the words coming out of your mouth? What are the influences are you going to have in, with 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 the kids in your program? Um, you know, and and like I say, it's a number of things like academic checks and you know, well well being and welfare checks. Like it's almost like it's an extension of the kids we want to build, like an extension of a kid's home. Now we'll never be able to love a kid like like the kid's mother or father. But the goal is to strive pretty close to a family atmosphere. So 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 when we take a a a a, a parent's 18-year-old kid, 
when we give them back, there'll be a 21, 22 year old man. So the responsibilities are endless. Um, it's a lot of late night calls, early morning calls. Um, it's a lot of counseling sessions, just speaking to them about life. And it's and and and, I, and for me and from my experiences, boss man, is I owe it to these kids to talk to them more about just basketball. Because if you fulfill every one of your dreams and become the player and play at the level that you feel like that you want to play it and all your dreams and aspirations come true. The longest, most fruitful careers will be over and most of these guys will still be in their mid-30s. So what are you going to do from 35 to 70? You know, it's getting these guys to value an education, value relationships, value how you treat people every day. Like, like, like the true character of, and listen, I'm, cause I'm big on character. Like how you treat someone that you know can't help you. Like, that matters to me. Like, that your interaction to, like, the, the the facility workers here at the arena or here at Georgia State, someone that has no bearings on your everyday life, like how to be a man in society and be, you know, just, just, just a citizen that goes well beyond them providing for us the sweat, blood, sweat, and tears that they do on the athletic court. Because, like I say, when, when the ball stops, and the crowd goes silent, you know, if you hadn't figured out who you are outside of this game, you know, it's, it, it, it might be a little rocky time. And my goal is try to avoid that for the ones who are blessed enough to play past college and the ones who have other interests outside of basketball. Boss, man, that's okay. It's okay to have other interests. It's okay to be interested in other things than basketball. Basketball is what you do. It's not who you are. So, getting that through to the kids and, and and obviously telling them my story and my path and trek through life, you know, that's the reason why I became a coach. The basketball part of, yes, I got a lot of developing to do. I got a, you know, the basketball part, but seeing the, seeing the look in these kids' eyes when I'm, when I'm, when I'm speaking to them and I'm pouring into them, sometimes it's hard. I've had to have a lot of hard conversations, um, but it's worth it. It's worth it for me. It's funny to say at Jarvis because, you know, somebody made a comment to the media how, you know, at State Farm Arena, at the Hawks games, I'm friends with the, I'm friends with the, with the people who just make, make minimum wage, who are the security guards. Like you said, they can't help me. Right. I'm, I'm helping them because right. of who I am. It's like I have no problem right. talking to them about sports or understanding right. the business of basketball. Humility, or, having humility. Of how, of how the Hawks work or or how the Falcons work in the Stadium Stadium. Because those people are people, too. So I don't judge you That's because right. of what, what you do for a living. You know, like you said, they, can, they can't help me yeah, do nothing. Humility and respect. Humility yeah. and respect. Yeah, they, can, they, they can't help put money in my pocket. But right. just the fact that I can be able to give them five minutes of my time, give someone my phone number. They can text me and ask yep. me questions off the record right. about stuff they don't understand. Because I feel like this is my, it's my role because I was blessed to be able to do what I do. Sports was not my future right. after college. But now with this platform right. I have, I can affect people via my voice, my connections, and my platform, and being, being humble, yes. like you said, enough to give them my time of day to show them that they, they are people. Now they're not just a security guard. They're a person behind that security right. guard. Yeah. How you choose to walk your everyday life, that's important for me. You've got that right, my brother. Now, I'm going to ask you this, man. How was the game of basketball changed? Since you played, uh, played in the NBA, played overseas, and now you're in the coach. And now, how has it changed through your your bad, bad, bad basketball journey from high school to now, in your opinion? 
I think it's changed a lot. Like towards the end of my career in the NBA was when they started going to the small ball. So my last couple of years, you know, is when when I played a lot of the four. I was a four three, you know, keeping the floor stretched. My last couple of years, and and I, I had this. It's funny that you mentioned that because I had this conversation with a couple of people maybe a week ago. Like I don't think it's it hasn't been any other time in basketball that you can look at high school, college. NBA and international basketball, and they all seemingly are the same. Like from the concepts to the play to the style of play, you know, physicality. It's a lot of in the, the, the NBA is becoming a heck of a lot more international. Um, the pace of the game has changed, and 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 the type of shots that you look for. Like, you know, I was, you know, I felt like I was a pretty good shooter when I played. I never, I never was a volume three point shooter. Like my game was mostly mid range and in and posting, and I shot threes based on how the defense was playing me. Um, but today, in today's game, it's only three shots that you want as a as an offensive guy. You 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 you're taught to get a three point shot, layup, or free throw. Like the mid range part of the game has kind of went away. Um, like you look at the college game. Like the fact that they moved the three-point line back when they did, I think is an opportunity for guys who are good in the mid-range to have an opportunity to perfect that shot again because the space is so wide open. Very rarely, boss man, are you going to be able to – like you have your dynamic few guys that can break down a guy and get to the cup from the outside. Like it's real hard to consistently get to the cup from behind the three-point line. Like most of the time – the shot that is there for the taking is that mid-range shot. Now, obviously, guys don't even practice it, and it's not a shot that most coaches want their teams taking. Um, but I think along with the game changing from being a positionless basketball, the NBA got – they have seven-foot point guards and six-five centers now. So it's almost – like you, you know, the more, the more versatile you are, the more value that you bring. Like and, – and, and you ever heard of the saying – like jack of all trades, master of none. Yes. And it's almost like they want the like the game wants the jack of all trades now, right? Doing business outside of shooting, like because that's a that's a skill set that transcends that's going to transcend the times and the changing of the game. But more often than not, you want your you want every player on the floor to be able to dribble, pass, and shoot. You know, when I played, you had guys that just shot, guys that dribbled and initiated. And defenders and rebounders, it was it was it was more specific. Now it's still to some degree going to be like specific, but the more things that you can do and the more positions that you can play, the more value that you have. You know, so it's changed a lot in how teams are constructed. It's changing a lot to how college teams are constructed. So um, it's a difference. It's a difference. But once another shack is born, then the game is going to go back. Exactly, especially it's one through five switching or one through four drop coverages at the NBA runs and now. So, hey, you have to be able to switch one through five to be on the floor basically when it counts. Yeah, basically. and 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 that's yeah. and that's why that Gobert trade threw me off because Gobert is a drop coverage center. He's he's unplayable in in the playoffs. He can't switch one through yeah. five. That's why that trade threw me off in Minnesota. <laughs> like, what were you doing? But it's Minnesota. What else are you gonna do? Like, if you got a chance, like like. How is she going to get a uber level star 
on the same level of a Gobert to go, go to Minnesota and potentially stay. Like, so I like to trade. Now, I'm a huge fan of obviously my, my Georgia boy, Ant-Man. Um, I think he's on the cusp of blowing all the way to hell up. Excuse my language. Are you um, good? <laughs> you know, but you got you got big cat is gonna move over to the four. Gobert's gonna go to the to the to the five. Um like when you look at the league, it's basically an arms race, man. Like ever since the the era of the big three, um, it's not even how the pieces match anymore. It's just about how many, how many, you know, who got the more weapons, who got the most arms. So and then figure out you can figure out how it all fits together. But the more guys that has the most weapons, typically are the ones that's gonna, especially in playoff basketball in the seven game series, the the guys who have more. Guys, typically are the teams that that, that advance. Now I was covering that Memphis Minnesota series. I was covering that series. They should have won that series. They yeah. should have won multiple. They should have Minnesota choked that away. I was there <laughs> in Memphis, and uh, I was off for them whoop them tricks. And I was in. Yeah, it, it was a great series. It was in very exciting. You know, being in Atlanta, I don't have to go to Memphis very often, but the Memphis Grizzlies crowd and playoffs was, was electric and crazy. I was like, That's wow, it's been a good franchise over the years. No mm-hmm. doubt. No doubt. Man, excuse me, man. Like, when you played it for the Nets, man, at the – I still call it the Meadowlands. Don't call it the Center. To me, it's the Meadowlands. How was it right. playing out there in New, each one of New Jersey, in the shadow of New York? Uh, what was your fan base like when you was up there, man? Man, they, they were lovely. Like, my first year there, we was teetering around with the playoffs. Um, so it was it was Vince Carter's last year in, in New Jersey. Um, Brooke Lopez rookie year. So we teetered around with the playoffs. Obviously, we didn't make it, but the city in and of itself, I loved it. Um, I think outside of my home city of Atlanta, like that was a place, you know, because I had my son towards the end of my first year there. My wife and I would just go over to, you know, Broadway and watch plays. So from an entertainment standpoint, it was an amazing place to be. I stayed in Edgewater right there in New Jersey. And um, I think Hoboken, I think was the name. Um, but it was, it was a great place to be. You know, uh, my, my, my second year there, I got hurt on opening night and I missed like 50 games. And by the time I came back, we were like three and 48 or something like that. So like my, my second year there was, it was, um it was, it was pretty tough, but, my experience as a whole in New Jersey was was overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, uh, this is this this guy I think is one of the best announcers in the NBA. Your man Mason in, the, in Detroit. In Detroit, how, how 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 was it being around Mason back in the day when he had Detroit he had a, he had a pass, basketball? basketball. <laughs> get up, get up on your feet! Listen, <laughs> he, listen, he, listen, he is the best in the business. He needs yes. to sign a he needs to sign a lifetime contract, at least a fifteen year contract, to be the announcer of every NBA All Star game, yes, every NBA All Star game and every NBA Finals game, like because it, it's it's a production with him and his voice. Now, I'm pretty sure he has influence like like insurance on his throat or his or his vocal cords, man, because um like he's um he's he has a powerful 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 voice. No doubt, man. They, I, I go back and watch some of his videos on YouTube and from the finals with when he had him going to get him going. I just love going to Detroit because uh, they hear hear him do what he do because it was I mean, fun man, to watch I miss it. The Palace too, man. I know Little Caesars Arena is a beautiful arena, but the Palace, man, it was nothing like the Palace. You know that now. Now our boy Ryan Cameron may, may take 
take some offense to us saying that, but Mason is the dude. Ryan's a, Ryan's Ryan is a legend. Ryan is a legend. You listen to me. Ryan, Ryan number two. I got to put champion. Mason in number one, though. Mason is a different level. Like, you, can, you can put those one and one, too. Like, like Ryan has the Hawks games thumping. Like, he's been, like he's he's a legend here in Atlanta. So, no no slot. No, listen, no disrespect to Ryan Cameron. I love him. I absolutely love him. Yes. And he brings. Like, them two are the, like, for me, part of the top two announcers in the game. No doubt, man. No doubt. And you know what's good about the Pistons fans? They they, they, they had to drive up to Auburn Hills and say, shut up for you guys and play hard for you guys, man, because I feel That's like, right. hey, you all embodied those years when Larry Brown and Flip Saunders, all, you all embodied what Detroit was. Hard, hard working, yeah. Blue Car City. So I feel like you all represented what that was, man. I enjoyed watching you all play on my NBA League pass back in the day. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Well, folks, that is Jarvis Hayes, assistant coach over Georgia State. Our Panthers doing big things in our city. Pat, Pat, Pat family one off for, for sure for 04. Jarvis, my guy, it was fun, man. Do this game real soon, my guy. Thank you, man. Thank you both, man. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime. Anytime, brother. Peace. What's up, family? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league from the MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 b l e a v 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts who's a proud sponsor of the boss man show on your radio Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.